0: Alright everyone, welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast, this is Dustin, and with me is Rob, and he is on the phone, he's not in person, because he's a working man, as we've said before, but something exciting is happening at the Guys and Ties podcast. You know, we started off a little bit differently today, we don't have the intro music, but that's because we have been picked up by the Armchair All-Americans Media Network, and that means that we are sponsored, baby. Let's go, Rob, we did it, we made it.
1: Selling out, bro, selling out. Selling out.
0: (laughs) No, but this is exciting for us. So um, we we are going to have ads on the on the pod now. So we will start off with those for a little bit, and uh, I hope that's not too much of a burden. But this is exciting for us. Uh, it's kind of validating. So thank you to everyone who's listening, who's been listening. Uh, Rob and I love doing this, and we can't wait to do many more with you guys. And you know, we do have a lot of content coming up because we just won the national championship. I don't know if you know this, Rob. Were you there? I
1: know. I know. Rob I was wasn't. there.
0: <laughs> Rob was there, so we're gonna get all into it. But first, we're gonna talk about my bookie a little bit. You know, Rob, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for our advice, and usually it's on like what team to bet or how how Virginia's gonna do this week. And the truth is, we don't really know. We take good guesses, but we don't really know. And so, but if you know, if you think you know, you gotta check out my bookie. And remember, when you're betting, it's just as important as who you're betting with as who you're betting on. And so you should check out my bookie because they have the best in-game service, they have live betting, and you can bet the over-under on how many points a player will score per game for that fantasy stuff. If you join my bookie right now, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code ARMCHAIR25. That's ARMCHAIR25. A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R-25. Armchair Twenty Five, and my bookie will match your bets, dollar for dollar, up to one thousand dollars. You play, you win, you get paid. And with that, the Guys and Ties podcast. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna punch people from UVA right in the neck. pursuits to games (laughs) that's absurd all right this is the guys and ties podcast this is dustin as i said earlier and rob is with me again rob it's good to have you back how is it being back in dc
1: Fun in Minneapolis. I, I
0: will not lie. <laughs> You're not I gonna a conference lie.
1: Conference room at my office right now. We are recording. I unfortunately am not there in person, but we got to get a pot out, man. It's it's too big a life moment to not get a
0: pot. We out. had to get a pot out, and we the people were calling for it. We need to get one out. Now the 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 biggest thing on everyone's minds, of course, is championship game. We won the national title. UVA is the best basketball team in the country. No one can ever take that away from us. Rob, how was the before we get into analytics and stuff, how was the atmosphere, not only in Minneapolis, but also just in the stadium? Like, what what was that like?
1: Dude, I mean, it was incredible. You know, you were there for the Final Four, and it was like that all over again yeah. and amplified. You know, it was, I would say Texas Tech probably was, they probably had a few more people there than the UVA side. But that made it, like, all the more crazy, dude. It was like... It was just so it was so wild because it it clearly it clearly wasn't really a home game for either team, although there was probably more on the Texas Tech side, but just the going back and forth and the cheering across the stadium and I mean it was just like the Auburn game the day before two days before when we were trading blows and they were coming back and forth and back and forth, and especially down the stretch in the second half i mean I mean it was wild man I mean talk about a second half i don't I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. I, 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 it was wild,
0: man. It no, I mean, wild. it was it was an insane game. I was watching at a bar in D.C. With some, with some friends, and we were just losing our minds. Of course, I couldn't hear anything, so I couldn't hear what the announcers were saying, but, I mean, the game was back and forth. Every time we hit a three or took a big lead, Texas Tech seemed to, you know, get it back, and it was an amazing game. I mean, for all the people who said that it was going to be a bad game, this was not a bad game at all. I mean, it was an incredible game. Both teams really played awesome. And luckily, there's a few things that went Virginia's way that really decided the outcome. And I want I want to ask you about the out-of-bounds play in overtime when DeAndre knocked it out of Moretti's hands with about a minute 30 left. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, yeah. and originally it was called out on Dre, They looked at it on tape, and of course it touches Moretti's fingers right before it goes out. And of course, in live in live time, you're you're always going to call that on the defender. But in slow mo, it clearly goes off his hands. So what are what are your thoughts on that play? Because that seems to be the kind of the thing that the Texas Tech people are you know chomping on the bit at is just the fact that this play that usually goes on the the offensive player's way was called for UVA ball.
1: I mean, it was it was the right call, and the stadium. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, you couldn't really tell, but mm-hmm. it was the right call, and that's why you have replay for under two minutes for calls just like that, not yeah. to review double dri- dribbles, by the way, You're right? Uh, like overtime, <laughs> yeah. but no, that's why that's why you have replay, and it was the right call. And I mean, that's not what decided the game. I mean, to no. me, you know, like I felt very confident in overtime mm-hmm. the minute. DeAndre Hunter hits that three in the corner and then Mamadi Diakite gets that block on the under, yeah. other end. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually kind of confident right now. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was the right call. And yeah, what what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I felt, well, actually, I felt confident going into overtime because when DeAndre hit that three to tie the game up, I thought that we would have, uh, actually, I thought we'd have another chance to shoot the ball and win it. But unfortunately DeAndre and Kyle had a miscommunication. DeAndre turned it over and we almost lost. But yeah. uh, luckily Braxton, who we're going to talk about later, Braxton gets the block and is able to send it to overtime. So in overtime I thought that Virginia really dominated. We hit all of our free throws and Texas Tech really couldn't, you know, we just kind of strangled them to death in the in overtime. Uh when we really couldn't pull away in the in either first half or the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible performance. I mean, what were we, 12 for 12 from the line? Mm-hmm. I mean, Mamadi Diakite hits the front end of a one-and-one. One, yeah. And, I mean, he doesn't hit that shot. Maybe we're talking about a different overtime. Yeah. You know, it was – I I can't believe I read online somewhere. It was like stuff, roughly like a 4% chance that all all of those players would hit all of their free throws just mm-hmm. based on season percentages. I mean, yeah. you know, God, I – it's, I want to say it's just preparation. Yeah. Like honestly, these guys have been in so many close games, and you know they're not a senior heavy team, but mm. they're a junior heavy team. Yeah.
0: Upper class. There's a lot
1: of experience on that roster. There's and a I lot. I feel like that just matters.
0: But you know, there's not a lot of tournament experience. And yeah. It, and I don't. I don't know if that mattered in this case, but they definitely know what failure is, and they know how to lose. And I think they took that and they internalized, it and they said, "We're not losing this game." And they didn't, and they didn't lose the game. And honestly, it was probably the most one of the most complete offensive games of the year in my mind against yeah, one of the I, best defensive te- the, one of the best defensive teams college basketball has ever seen, much less dude, this I mean,
1: year. That, that was the thing. I mean, going into the matchup, I felt confident we could limit texas tech offensively like if they were going to score it was going to have to be crazy shots Mm -hmm. and culver taking over which yeah you know all of the above they scored 77 points but Mm -hmm. what i was scared is the offense would go stagnant that's right i was afraid of you know know, they they were so athletic they're so long it was actually kind of funny little tangent we were celebrating after the game and texas tech fans were coming up to us and they were like man like I didn't realize Virginia was so athletic. Yeah. It's like when's the last time someone said that about UVA? That well, they're just so athletic. Right. But you know, it was the same way with Texas Tech, and I was scared the offense would go stagnant. That yeah. Ty's shots wouldn't fall, or Kyle's shots wouldn't fall, and it was really the opposite. People were cutting, they were getting open, and even when we were doing the iso plays, which I hate, I hate mm-hmm. when Ty just takes the ball and isos. Yeah. But I mean, he was hitting fade backs, you know, turnaround yeah. jumpers like Kobe Bryant out there. Right. Like it was. It was incredible. He yeah. scored 85 points.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I And that's the most uh, points that Texas Tech gave up all year. And I think that that says something about our team this year versus our team last year, which, of course, last year was another historically good defensive team. But, you know, the offense was mostly just shooting, like outside shooting. And if that went cold, it was bad, as we saw, yeah. you know. And, I mean, Luckily, this year, I mean, in this game, we shot really well. We we were eleven of twenty-four from three, um and we were twenty of twenty-three from the line, which is amazing. We had eleven offensive boards, which I think is huge, mm-hmm. and we had we did have eleven turnovers though, uh which was a lot for us. But besides, but, I
1: mean, some of those were just Dre, you yeah. know, just just bouncing off his ankles or something going right.
0: to the basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the one thing that that was weird and that i think is a testament to Texas Tech's defense is we only shot 46% from inside the arc. So we we actually shot we actually shot better from outside than we did from inside, which is a testament to how athletic they are, how good they are defensively and the kind of team that they are. You know, they only had 3 blocks but they're one of the best shot blocking teams in the country. And uh we were able to sh- outshoot them. Which you know was huge. Dre was four of five from three. Kyle was four of nine from three. Ty was two of six. Kihei made his one shot, and mommy Braxton and Jay all missed their one shot. But you know we we outshot them, and you know we keep coming back to Dre. Dre was the MVP of this game. He won this game for us. I mean, what a time! What a time to have a career high of twenty seven points. Dude, for real,
1: for real. I mean, and like this is this is what we've talked about all season, and you talked about it on the podcast when we beat Auburn. You know our three guys had their best games today yeah you know ty jerome didn't have the points necessarily mm-hmm. he had 16 points which is good but you know that he played an outstanding game you know eight assists six rebounds only one Dre turnover. With the career high for real mm-hmm. one turnover Drake at the career high 27 kyle yeah. guy with 24 kyle guy played all 45 minutes Drake mm-hmm. played 44 ty played 42 mm-hmm. like our guys came to play man and they they knew what was at stake and it just makes me so happy, man. Like, this whole tournament, we've been seeing one guy show up, all the other guys not so much, or vice mm-hmm. versa. Maybe two will show up, the other won't. And, you know, we didn't have another player score over nine points, and that was Mamadi Diakite. Yeah. But I think this was the largest combined total for our big three all season. And, I mean, it was
0: I mean, it I was would so believe important. It. Well, we had two players over 20 points. When was yeah, the last time that happened? Uh, it, might have been time, it might have been sometime this season, but honestly, I don't know. And I'm going to tell you that in Tony Bennett's time here, we, we almost never have two players hit 20 points, much less one player hit 20 points. Yeah, you know? I
1: mean, three players scored 67 points. Yeah, It's incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of the players, we're talking about players. Let's talk about Braxton for a sec because we both think that Braxton was the difference in this game uh, because he didn't show up really for the rest of the tournament. I mean the whole rest of the tournament he really didn't do much. Yeah. But in this game, he showed up. He had six points, he had ten rebounds, two assists, only one turnover, one block with three fouls and twenty eight. That block
1: minutes. that block was at the buzzer. Yeah. And regulation.
0: Yes. Yes. To save our to save the season. For real. And uh I, I don't know. I just he played a really solid defensive game. I mean, even though he didn't have like a great offensive game per se I mean he still was in the offense. He didn't make a lot of mistakes. And uh you know I I just think that this is a good sign for next year when he he's coming back hopefully. I mean I haven't I don't think he's going to leave. No, I don't he think he should back. leave. But <laughs> I I think when he if he comes back this year, you know, it'll be really good for him to have this momentum going forward because we're probably losing DeAndre. Like almost <laughs> definitely losing him. And Braxton's going to have to step up. Braxton's probably going to start next year. He's going to have a starter's yep. role. Uh, he's going to play starter's minutes. He's going to have to have a little bit more points than he did this year. You know, a little yeah. bit more offensive impact.
1: Yeah. No, I remember we were talking to our good friend, Seattle, who, uh, before the season, we were talking about Braxton Key, and it was he basically said, and what I didn't realize at the time was, hey, like, listen, it's better for the team if Braxton Key plays this season. It might be better individually for Braxton Key if he redshirts this season. Mm -hmm. And as far as the development of his game goes and Braxton, you know, he had his struggles throughout the season Mm -hmm. offensively, especially he was always a solid defender. He's the best rebounder on the team. Yeah. He had the most
0: rebounds per game on the team.
1: Yeah. And, but he struggled offensively and you know what? It wasn't really that much different. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Monday night, he only had six points, two of which were dunks. One was the breakaway at the end. Another was a feed, I think from Ty Jerome Mm -hmm. and, but look, he played 29 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but that's got to be the most he's played in a game in a long time since early in the season. Yeah. And, you know, it, he he came to play. And that's, like, it was so important to have a guy like that because Kihei, Kihei still played 33 minutes. But a lot of Kihei's minutes went away, or at least a part of it them did because Texas Tech was so long. They were athletic and they were physical. And mm-hmm. we needed a player like Braxton Key to come in there. I mean, Tony Bennett was experimenting with lineups so lineups. Mamadi Diakite, DeAndre Hunter, and Braxton Key were all in at the same time. Other times, he'd pull Mamadi and Diakite, and Braxton was basically playing the five. Mm-hmm. And he played with a lot of lineups, and Braxton Key let him do that. And, you know, we saw Jack Salt only played four minutes, couldn't really keep up out mm-hmm. there. Jay Huff had a really rough three minutes, couldn't really yeah. keep up there. Yeah, a you know, man. Braxton Key was, you know, he was – so important to this
0: win right yeah no and i i think without him i don't know if we win this game Honestly, i yeah, don't know I, totally if we, agree. I don't know if we get here without him yeah i mean he you know he didn't do much like in the rest of the tournament but i think he it has enough versatility to get us to this point point. and he's kind of a swiss army knife defensively you know he can guard really the one through the five depending on you know how big those guys are and mm-hmm. he's a really really incredible defender which i didn't realize coming into the season. You know, if we look back, I think we are more excited for his offensive game. I think I was. And, I definitely was. And, yeah, but but as the season came on, we were like, oh, you know, his offensive game is a little lacking sometimes. You know, he can hit some threes, but he doesn't always. And honestly, you know, his his layups need some work. Like there were, <laughs> I can point to like a, a lot of times this season where I said, I can't believe he missed that layup. <laughs> um, it just, you know, at that, At this level in college, you you know, you expect those guys to hit those kinds of shots. But, you know, hopefully with this game, he will bounce back for next year and he'll be able to take a step off this. You know, think about all the players who use the national championship game to kind of springboard into their next season. Uh, Think back to Luke May. Think back to Grayson Allen. I mean, I know those are different players on different teams, but I think, I mean, Braxton's going to have to have a starting role next year. And he's going to have to play a lot of minutes. and He's going to have to score. I mean, if yeah. we lose, God forbid, we lose DeAndre, Ty, and Kyle, which is a very real possibility, our offense is going to be. We're going to have to find it somewhere, and Braxton's yeah. going to have to step up.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think we do like a, you know, a, on on the pod planning. You know, we'll we'll break it down that what this team is going to look like next season at some point. But you know, he he was so big and. I don't, I don't even know where I'm going with this, man. I'm still, like, happy. I'm still just, like, caught up with joy. I. I a guy I would do want to talk about, though, is Kyle Guy. You know, listen, he played all 45 minutes, 24 mm-hmm. points, and earned tournament MVP, which is really just Final Four MVP, I think. Yeah. But, Dustin, I know you talked about his performance at the line against Auburn. Yeah. You know, what was your thoughts on his performance uh, against Texas Tech, and do you think it was the right call to make him Final Four MVP?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think just... With the two games that he played against Auburn and against Texas Tech, I think that there was no other choice. Really, he's the face of this team. Even if he's not, I mean, even if DeAndre's the best player, even if you know, there's always this talk about who's the best player, who's the most important player, who is who's the face of the team. There's this kind of weird thing where I think we have three different guys for those roles. I think DeAndre's the best player. I think Ty's the most important player, and I think Kyle is the face of the team. And they all do their roles in really different ways, and they do it really well. but I think that you know Kyle's out there, he's been so outspoken about this team's successes and failures in the past, and honestly, you know people know him not ever i mean I think people know DeAndre Hunter and Ty Jerome now, but I mean going into the tournament, Kyle was on you know all the all the posters he was the the face of the team. He, on the Final Four stuff, you know, when they had four players, one from each team, it was Kyle. It wasn't DeAndre. It wasn't Ty. It was Kyle. Mm-hmm. So I think that Kyle's kind of the face of the team, and so I think that has something to do with it. You know, I mean, think back to last season when he won. He was on. He was first team All ACC last season, and yeah. I think that goes. That it's kind of the same thing. You know, yeah, he's a he's the best, or he was the best offensive player in Virginia, or he's the most exciting offensive player in Virginia. Doesn't mean he necessarily is the best. I think that goes to DeAndre, who had the best game, definitely. Yeah. But I think that it, it speaks to it speaks to the fact that people know him and he's yes. he's the guy for this team to not to have a pun, but he is the guy. <laughs> he's the guy.
1: Dude, well I I think it all goes back to, you know, first off, when are we gonna get our thirty for thirty? I'm waiting for that. It's, Do we get it's it? It's gotta be years, three any years? year, it's, One year, it's coming. One year. A year?
0: I, that's my guess. I,
1: I'm so ready. I'm so ready for our 30 for 30. It's gonna be great. Listen, I ESPN 30 for 30 tweeted out a photo uh, after the game. It's like, what if I told you? And it was a picture of Kyle Guy mm-hmm. like in his hands, you know, last year, and the picture of him celebrating, you know, the front is Sports Illustrated. It's so Illustrated, good. And all that's that.
0: such an amazing and picture.
1: I love it. I love it. And. I mean, it was—it just felt to me, it felt right. You know, mm-hmm. Kyle, I think you're exactly right. When they do the thirty for thirty on us, they're going to talk about the different roles people had and how Monty yeah. Diakite stepped up in the tournament. Yeah. And Kihei Clark kind of doubted all year. Wow. Braxton Key has his big year, but you know, Kyle Guy is going to be kind of the one to tell the story.
0: Can we? Can keep, we talk about? Oh, sorry. Go. Keep talking. Keep talking.
1: Oh no. Let's keep talking, man.
0: Okay. I, well, I was going to say uh, let's talk about Kihei because Kihei I, is incredible. Kihei had an incredible game. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, to yeah. to come back from all the hate that, you know, I don't know why UVA fans didn't like him. I want to say if you go back to the before the season started, I was always high on Kihei Clark. I just want to say that.
1: No, and I mean it's true. I was <laughs> here not. I was
0: here from the beginning. I said this kid can play. And he came in, he's not the offensive threat that, you know, some of our, our other guards might have been, you know, think back to London even or, or Malcolm Devin. He's not them. He's different, and he's a different kid, and he's got a different heart. And he he plays, and he plays hard. He limited uh, Matt Mooney, who made the All Final Four team, to ten points, most of which came. And he was incredible. Most when he was Michigan State. Yeah, he was. I mean, he he was reigning from Michigan State, and and he limited Matt Mooney to you know ten points, and which seems like a lot, but considering the fact that Mooney only took uh six threes, he was two six and he's known as like the three point shooter and he's a six three, two hundred pound senior guard. So mm-hmm. Kihei, who has like he he's lost like six inches on him and definitely fifty or sixty pounds. Um, it was an incredible performance against uh one of the better guards in the country.
1: Yeah. And I think what's important with Kihei is fans get frustrated and, you know, he came back Uh, a little slow after he broke his wrist but like he broke his wrist you know of course he was probably going to come back a little bit slow he had surgery on it and I think what's important with Kihei is you have to understand him within the framework of the team you know what he's on the floor to be a defender and to be a ball handler that's what he is and if you get scoring out of him that's a bonus now he's not I don't think he'll ever make an all ACC team like that Mm -mm, you know unless his scoring really picks up the all defensive team yeah, no, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, ESPN went through that phase where they thought Trey Jones was the best defender in the ACC, and <laughs> it turns out it was DeAndre Hunter, <laughs> but, right. uh, by the way. But, no, I mean, he's a terrific defender, and you saw he picked that guy's pocket against Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, got the layup, and, you know, he did an awesome job on Mooney. And, listen, next season especially, when we're we're getting thin on guards, and mm-hmm. we'll, we can talk about this in another episode, it wouldn't surprise me if we had a transfer come in you know, Marcel's yeah. gonna play. He's yeah. absolutely gonna play. Yeah, and but listen, we're gonna need guards. And
0: Kie is gonna play. gonna be the point guard. He's gonna start. Kie
1: is gonna be needed for every minute he gets next I mean, season.
0: I mean, he started this year. He's definitely gonna start next year. He
1: played 33
0: minutes. I know
1: against, uh, against in the Texas champion South.
0: in the national championship game. This
1: against a team that was way bigger. This with cute physical everything.
0: This three-star recruit who was passed up by all the high majors in his state. And he's playing in the national championship. And he started and he played thirty three well, minutes.
1: You know, if Tony Bennett was at UCLA, he might have picked him up. Just yeah. just FYI.
0: Yeah. Well <laughs>
1: I don't know if Tony Bennett ever said no, by the
0: way. I don't think I don't he know. ever said no, but they got they got, <laughs> they got they got Mick Cronin, so you know, they're doing all right. Yep. <laughs> just kidding. That's a horrible hire. <laughs> um tried, man. They tried. And, anyway, let's let's come back to let's come back to Virginia. And can we do our J Huff segment? Let's yeah, do a let's quick J Huff segment. Man. Uh, he played awful in this game, and that's not to say that I expect. I did expect him to play better, and I was talking with my good friend Avik. You know, he's been on the pod before, but Avik was saying, you know, if Jay Huff is gonna come in, he's gonna give up some points, but hopefully he can offset those points with some more points. You know, you give and you take with Jay Huff, but he came in. He he let a he let a big man slip a screen. Uh, he let um. Tariq Owens slipped a screen for a big nasty dunk in the first half, and then uh, he missed his only three point attempt. He only played three minutes, so it's not to say that maybe he wouldn't play better, but you know the matchup wasn't wasn't there, and I I don't think he was ready for the stage of
1: yeah
0: NCAA tournament. Yeah, what do you think?
1: I, I don't know if it. I think he's just still limited athletically right now. I still think he's just not used to his body and he needs to put on weight. You know I I'm with you. I expected him to play but I expected him to play more to stretch the floor than yeah. anything else so yeah, offensively to open up the lanes you know maybe he wouldn't touch the ball and I mean Texas Tech was prepared man they they would do the screen and roll with him that they liked mm-hmm. so much and they covered it every time and you know we only saw it a couple times yeah I mean uh, he only got three minutes.
0: he only got one shot out of it yeah, uh, which, and then, you know, you know, it looked, it was a good look, but, you know, he just, missed oh yeah, it. you want
1: him to take those looks, Yeah, but I mean, defensively, to me, he was responsible for seven points in those three minutes, I think so, yeah, he he left the, uh, he let Tariqo and slip in, mm-hmm. get the dunk, he had a rebound come to him that he dropped, right, and that resulted in a three-pointer, and then yeah. he had another foul, which was two points, yeah. and, Tony Bennett yanked him. I think he put Jack Salt in afterwards, which is actually interesting. Because Salt only played four minutes. Um, Because Mamadi Diakite picked up two quick fouls in the Mm -hmm. first half and sat the final ten minutes, which is really when Texas Tech kind of came on their run to Mm kind of even the score at the end of the game. So Jay Huff is a player that I hope and I'm expecting will have a bigger role next season. And I think he's still just growing physically. I mean, listen, Mamadi Diakite, I I think is still – growing physically you know yeah. and he was another guy who came in not as tall as jay huff but mm-hmm. came in really needing a college Raw. level weight program Raw. yeah so i mean jay huff has already put on like 40 or 50 pounds yeah he'll he's, put on more he's weight still
0: thin he still yeah. <laughs> needs to put That's on more crazy. weight well you know i i do want to say i saw a picture of the recruiting class that had deandre ty kyle and jay I and yeah, yeah, jay yeah. jay only looks two or three inches taller than deandre in that photo and I don't know if uh-huh. it's something to do with distance or you know whatever. If it's just the picture, but I think I mean he's definitely grown taller since he's been at UVA.
1: I think his freshman year he was listed at six eleven. Yeah, and now he's seven two. seven one. I think
0: he's seven two.
1: Yeah, I mean either way, he's the tallest guy. On the he's
0: listed at, he's listed at seven one on Kin Palm, but he he's definitely grown at least two inches since he's yeah. been at UVA. So and that's still weird. You know, yeah. it, I mean, and we've said this before, think back to puberty when you didn't know how long your arms are and your legs are. I mean, you, you're awkward. And I think yeah. Jay still, you know, he's still learning how to move his body.
1: Yeah. And uh, listen, having a full off season, it's going to help him so yes. much. You yes. Know, he, he what? Missed I feel three like, four months with a shoulder injury yes. in his last year. Yeah. It's going to matter so much. Man. I
0: feel like we say this, we've said this for three years, you know. Ah, uh, J. Huff needs this offseason. J. Huff is really gonna need this one after UMBC, and then this year it's like ah, this one's gonna be even better. It's kind of like I don't know what it's like, but it, it just keeps going. But I'm excited. He's he's only a sophomore. He's got two more years. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. That's our J. Huff segment. We love him. We love him. He's gonna he he's also another player who's gonna step up next year and uh, you know take over a little bit. I think yeah, I think I'd, I think if he finds himself, and I think if Tony is okay with allowing him to swap defense for offense a little bit i think jay can be really dominant
1: well i think it, a lot of it comes back to the quote tony bennett had i think it was uh i can't remember where in the tournament run it was somewhere near the beginning but they were asking you know he used to run almost exclusively mover blocker and mm-hmm. they asked tony bennett like how how do you get away from that you know what how'd you decide to tinker with different things and he basically said you got to be creative as a coach and you got to mm-hmm. realize the personnel you have and build your schemes around those players, you know, still rely on fundamentals and the same things, the pillars, if you will, that, you know, guide the program. But if you're not flexible, man, then you're, if you can't adapt, you're not going to win. And I, we saw that a lot with Tony Bennett this year, you know, even down the stretch of this Texas tech game, man, you know, it was just ISO for Ty Jerome for so much of it. And Ty really did a great job and finding open people and, you know, scoring those tough baskets when he had Mm to. And, I I think the offensive versatility, you know, the mover blocker is a good way to set up, you know, everything. It's a good way to get the ball moving. And, you know, we're going to have some younger and different players next year. And maybe it's a way to get them more involved and provide them something a little, something more simple Mm -hmm. to kind of drill down those fundamentals. But man, I mean, Jay Huff is a guy that as Tony Bennett continues to evolve as an offensive coach and he will, he's still definitely Mm -hmm. evolving and willing to change his lineups. I think Jay Huff and, similar type of players to him are going to benefit from that. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, you know, I'm looking at the lineup and next year is going to be really strange because we've got we're either going to we're going to be very top heavy and very bottom heavy as well. We're we're not going to have a lot of sophomore players. We're not going to have a lot of juniors. We're going to have mm-hmm. seniors and freshmen and some, you know, just kind of all over the place. Which is really interesting cuz this year we were really junior heavy. You know, Momedy, yeah. Ty, Dre, Kyle, Braxton, all juniors. And I mean, g- God forbid if they all stayed. Let's run this back. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. I I think, I think, I think DeAndre's uh, almost 100% gone. I th- especially after his um, his championship game. I think that he's definitely gone. He showed why he's a lottery pick in that game it's exactly what i needed from exactly what i needed from him in that game yeah um i think ty's gone too i think ty um can't get much better at uva i think that he is probably going to get the the green light from some nba team and he's probably going to go uh right now he's hovering around late first round grade i think that's good enough for him i i don't know for sure but my gut tells me that he's gone yeah, I, I
1: I agree. I think Dre and Kyle are sh- or sorry, Dre and Ty are sure things. So I yeah. think
0: Kyle – I'm not – I have no idea, actually. I have no idea what he's thinking.
1: So I would – I was leaning towards Kyle staying. I think Now after the championship game, yeah. I almost want him to go. Like, I <laughs> want him to – no, it sounds dumb. I almost want Kyle Guy to leave because he, he went out on top, man. He yeah. went out with the greatest redemption story. And does he come back for his senior year right. for a team that's going to be a – three four five seed next year yeah like i almost want him to go i want him to have this story and mm-hmm. i like what seth greenberg says about him seth greenberg greenberg just calls he says he's an elite shooter you know mm-hmm. every time he talks about kyle guy he's one of the elite shooters in college basketball mm-hmm. and you know he doesn't have the size necessarily or the build of kind of these other great shooters in the league which mm-hmm. joe harris might be one of now right your kyle corvers your jj reddick's but I mean dude he is he is probably the best shooter I've seen in college basketball all season. yeah I mean he is unreal from beyond the arc and mm-hmm. there's there's a place for him in the NBA
0: yeah yeah I think um I think it depends on his draft grade you know sometimes a team will promise a player that they'll take him in the first round and mm-hmm. and they'll go and that's it. Um, sometimes players are okay with taking that second round draft grade and they'll go you know they still get paid they still get a lot of perks in the NBA. And even if he doesn't make it to the NBA, he's gonna be a heck of a European player, or a or a in uh, China or Australia or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I, I think he'll definitely declare for the draft. My I don't know what happens after that.
1: Yeah, I mean, heck, Momadi probably. I, I think mommy hey, also declares for Mamadi the draft. Wants to go get evaluation. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think it would help his game a lot too. You know, tell they'll tell him what he needs to work on because I think he's an NBA player. Uh Momedy is. I think if he uh can work on his three point shot a little bit more, get that consistent. I think if he can get some more post moves and I, he's an elite defender already. So I, I think Momedy can be an NBA player someday, but I think that I think he honestly declares for the draft and comes back. Yeah.
1: No, that wouldn't shock me at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and he's the type of guy that he's come so far. I mean, listen, the dude played 25 minutes against Texas Tech. I don't think he could have played 25 minutes against a team like that. No. if he wanted to, two and, years ago, and he only picked up so many
0: fouls, and only fouled once in the second half and overtime. Yeah, he only ended with three fouls. He had two in the first 10 minutes, and up with only three. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that has a lot to do with Tariq Owens getting fouling out. You know, because he was guarding him, and that that was a, a tough dude to guard. But you know, Momedy is a—he's he, improved so much not only from last season to this season, but from the beginning of this season to now. He has grown as a player. He's gotten confident, and I think he's gonna be a, a tear in the ACC next year. He's gonna—oh yeah—he's gonna terrorize some people.
1: Dude, listen—if all three of those guys go, Guy, Hunter, and Jerome, our offense might run through Momedy, Diakite, and Jay. Season.
0: Yeah, Kihei, Jay, Momedy, Braxton.
1: It's crazy to yeah.
0: think. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for next year. I, I know, I, I think honestly, I, I don't know where to go from here. Can we talk about where where do we go as a fan base? Because I think, <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I thought about this. We won. We got to where we wanted to go. Like we're yeah. a validated program. We We never have to go back to hearing people say, you're not a real team. You can never win with that kind of style. You're too slow. You're boring. We never have to take any of that again. We can just say Natty. That's it. Yeah, people will still champion. say
1: it. We just don't have to listen to we'll it. We'll
0: just flash our our uh, <laughs> national championship t-shirts at them. That's right. Um, which which I I still need to get. I need to buy mine. But anyway, I uh,
1: know we were gonna we we're totally gonna get merch after the game, and then we we're like, no, we got to start party. <laughs> uh, we'll get but, merch later.
0: But yeah, I I think that I, I I really I think that next I don't know where to go next year. Like, what what do we? What do we expect? Do we expect another national championship? Because I don't think so. With the team that I see next year, I think a national championship is not. I mean, it's feasible, definitely, but I don't think that honestly, it's what we aim for again. Like, what do we aim for now?
1: I mean, I feel like I feel like you always
0: aim. For how do you the how ACC do you, <laughs>
1: championship? Yeah, and the the national title, but. No, I view next year kind of as that 16-17 season. That season mm-hmm. where Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, uh, they were freshmen. London Prentice was kind of the leader yeah. of that team. You know, I, it's definitely going to be a rebuilding year. I think and so. And I think that's just going to be how it is, which is almost why I want Kyle Guy to go. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, man, you had your full, fun. You went out on rebuild. top. Yeah. Well, it, it won't be a full rebuild. And listen, right. Tony has done this so many times. He's been yeah. successful so many times. But it's gonna be a little bit of a reloading year for mm-hmm. sure and
0: we lose Jack salt I mean,
1: <laughs>
0: I mean we, ha- we how do we replace that
1: I think I think Kafaro is gonna be a terrific addition. I think he team. is yeah. I think he's gonna be awesome I think he's good. Uh,
0: I'm excited for him although he's not yeah. as big yet although oh, Jack yeah, Jack was about I think Jack was about his size when he was a freshman too
1: yeah yeah no that sounds right but listen he I think I don't I don't know where I, I don't know where we go you know I think mm-hmm. I think obviously the goal is always to win to win the ACC right. to win the championship and you know we'll we'll figure out kind of as the season goes on are we gonna pick up or as the off season goes on are we gonna pick up any new recruits for next year I know mm-hmm. the staff's already working on having people visiting I yeah. know uh we're gonna evaluate transfers and I think I think we will get a transfer I think some we I think possession. we have to yeah yeah we just need that depth and uh you know we'll We'll figure it out, I guess. I mean, that's, I don't know, I don't think it's a bad problem to have, obviously, but
0: uh, No, no, it's like a, no, it's like I mean, the perfect, it's like the best yeah, problem it's ever. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you have too many good players, you know, that's a great problem to have. <laughs> this is also a great problem to have. We win the national championship, everyone leaves, and th- that's a great problem to have. Um, yeah. But I, I'm excited for just the upcoming weeks when we keep seeing, you know, national championship stuff and you know, we're going to get all this, uh, cool stuff from Nike and, you know, next, you know, we're the, we're the God knows why we're the favorites to win the championship next season. Early. Yeah. Vegas I, don't, odds. I don't
1: think they did research on that. Do, do not,
0: do not follow those odds. We, <laughs> if you're don't, betting, don't do that on my bookie, do not do that on my bookie. Do not take that bet. We're, we are not <laughs> betting guys, but what we're telling you now, do not take that five to one odds. <laughs> those are bad. Those are bad odds. But, uh, but yeah, I think that honestly this is it. I mean, and we've made it. I think that's the most important part is just soak it in. Realize that we are a team that people are going to recognize now. The program is a program that people respect now. Mm-hmm. And no one can nothing can take that away from us. Unless we lose yeah. unless we lose to another 16 seed, which case <laughs> we'll win a we national, championship win the national championship the next year. <laughs> right right funny thing every team that has lost to a 16 seed has won the national championship the year after yeah i don't think that's, you can say that bad. about 15 seeds although <laughs> yeah, i don't know that, that. For, i don't know that for sure i'm just pulling that out of my butt but anyway I'm pretty confident that's, yeah. that's the case. rob is there anything else you want to add
1: uh maybe we just give our great great listeners just a taste of our experience in Minneapolis you know maybe maybe be selfish over a little bit but I mean I guess Dustin what was your experience like you know games outside of the games like I can't what what was this weekend like
0: man? I can't wait to go back and I think that's the best part is that even though like even if we had lost against Auburn which would have been devastating I think I would have still had a great memory of Minneapolis I mean all the fans there were awesome and I talked a little bit about this last time but the fans like like talking to Michigan State fans talking to Texas Tech fans, talking to Auburn fans even, you know, everyone was super nice and happy and and welcoming, and everyone in Minneapolis was awesome, the hotels were great, like the decorations in the team hotel were outstanding, and just seeing everyone everywhere be like, oh, you're here for the Final Four, have a great time, and I I just think it was an awesome experience, I can't wait to go back, hopefully next year, hopefully the year after, hopefully every year, but (laughs) I understand that it's not an every year kind of deal, so I'm excited to go back. And I can't wait for that time.
1: Dude, yeah. So so you were you had this setting stone, you know. The last episode I was on, I was like, I don't know if I'm going go to the final four. Right. I pulled the trigger twenty four hours later, I got the tickets and Rob oh lied God, to dude. me. Like, he said, I'm
0: not going. And then and I was I like Rob, I was going. I was like, Rob, you wanna come with me? He said, Nah. And then and then he texted me the next day. He's like, <laughs> Hey Dustin, I'm going to the to the final four. <laughs> and I was like, Oh dude. my gosh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think I gained like five pounds. Like, the, yeah, the, I, I went up a belt buckle uh, <laughs> after this weekend, so I got to get to the gym, get back yeah. to it. But, yeah. dude, great weekend. Honestly, dude, Texas Tech fans, at least the ones there, were all class. They're they're weak. nuts
0: though. They're crazy. Oh, they're crazy.
1: But they all came up to us after the game. Uh, as Dustin knows, we spent way too much time at Sneaky Pete. <laughs> Uh and uh, we pregame there Saturday, and we turns out it was a Michigan State bar. And then, uh, that so was, that was awkward. Yeah, we did not know that. And then we were there Sunday and then we were there Monday again. And, but dude, the food was great. Uh, the people were great. The Texas Tech fans, so many of them came up to us after the game. and were just like, Hey man, like terrific game. Like, and, yeah. you know, both teams left it all on the floor. It's like objectively and, a great game. Yeah. And dude, we even ran in some, some people who listened to us up there, which was awesome. Yeah, that was and, fun. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was, it was just an awesome weekend, man. Like, you know. Hopefully, hopefully that joy never wears off, dude. Because that was that was like so cool. It yeah.
0: was so cool. No, it was awesome. And I and this joy, joy has come in the morning. It is morning. Hopefully, it stays this way for a long time. I don't know. You know, I I keep last year. I thought about the UMBC game every day. Hopefully, I think about the national championship every day this year. And I can't wait to continue to do that. And I think with that, I think we are going to wrap this up. Rob, is there any last thing you want to say, any final thought?
1: Man, I mean, it's just so it's so gratifying, man.
0: Just mm-hmm.
1: for Tony Bennett, for our fan base. You know, I was talking to my dad, and my dad was the same class as Ralph, graduated in 83. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I I saw Ralph for two years, or four years. And yeah. if Ralph couldn't do it, I didn't think it would ever happen. Yeah. I, I didn't think Virginia could ever win a national championship. Yeah. For Tony Bennett to be the guy that delivers it, it just, dude, that's, that's the storybook ending,
0: man. Right. No, I agree. Someone posted on Twitter a, a list of coaches and when they won their first title. And Tony Bennett won it after 13 years as coach. Coach K won it after 16 years. Bill Self won it after 16 years. Roy Williams after 17 years. Rick Pitino after 18 years. John Calperi after 20 years. Dean Smith, 21 years. Jay Wright, 22 years. Jim Calhoun, 27 years. I mean Tony has won his first national title early in his coaching career mm-hmm. his head coaching career and that is something that is outstanding is that he's been able to build this program up to this level already and I can't wait for what's next where is that where's yeah. the, where's a lifetime uh contract for Tony
1: <laughs> We don't do that at u b I I know
0: we're not that dumb <laughs> Um but anyway, but I think. To,
1: hopefully, Tony Bennett is here for the next 20 plus years. Again,
0: I, hope, so. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. Anyway, this has been the Guys and Ties Podcast. Thank you all for listening. We love doing this. We can't wait to continue to do this. And we can't wait to do this for future Final Fours and future national championships. But give us a follow on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Snapchat and Instagram at Guys and Ties Pod. Rob, did you update those this weekend?
1: Yeah, dude, we got the we got some bonus content nice. on uh, Monday night. Nice some bonus content on the Snapchat, and then you know we have a great picture of you and me, and uh, that you tweeted out yeah. in the stadium.
0: That's it was beautiful. Story. Beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful people. We're working those. You know, it's a shame <laughs> that we're stuck behind these microphones because people need to see our faces more often. <laughs> I think, it, but <laughs> but make sure to follow us on iTunes and Podbean as well. Also, check us out on Armchair All Americans. They picked us up. They're doing us a huge favor, and. We love them out there, so check out their website. They got some awesome content on there. You can follow all your favorite teams, and we will see you guys next week. Go Who's Baby, national Go champions. Hoos. Yes, sir. Beat everyone. Go who <laughs>